The Boston Bruins have lost six of the last seven, and they may not even make the playoffs anymore. We're going to talk all that, but the Bruins may need a young talent. They could get in Jimmy Vesey after he told Nashville, I'm not coming. All the news of the past week, we're going to look at all the games. Boys of Beantown coming at you right now. Broadcasting from the heart of Boston, this is the Boys of Beantown, your source for weekly Bruins news, analysis, and updates. New York, loss. Florida, loss. Toronto, win. New Jersey, loss. Austin, our predictions were so wrong. I mean, I predicted 3-1. and one. I predicted 2-2, two and two and I was close. Yeah, you were That's closer than I say. was, but no one could have predicted the crap that went down over the past week for the Boston Bruins. They're fighting for a playoff spot. They may not make it because Detroit is on their butts right now. Every team is on their... Everyone's playing Everyone. like they want to make it except the Bruins. Except for the Bruins. I mean, come on, guys. One and three. All right, let's get right into it. New Jersey Wednesday night. We were doing the podcast. We were telling you guys that they were going to... W- I said they were going to win that game. I think you said they were going to lose. I thought I said they were going to win that game. I think I, that was. I, th- I think we both agreed that that was a loss just based off the road. I thought okay. I thought Florida was, was a win. New Jersey and Toronto were wins. Okay, fine. Let's look at New York. Five to two was the final from Madison Square Garden. Zuccarello, Stepan, Brassard, Miller, Nash, all netting one for the Rangers. But Toronto and Stepniak getting one for the Bruins. Five to two. Ugly, ugly loss at Madison Square Garden. Gustafson stopped thirteen and fifteen. Uh, I mean, and you know he takes over. For Rask, because Rask got out to the first period because he was sick, supposedly. That's what they're saying. And gave up two goals in the process. He gave two goals. Sick of losing. I mean, Lundqvist stops 39-41. You know, you play the Rangers good all year long, and then you get into this. I But like I said, that whole momentum thing from the road trip and going into it just a tough game. I mean, you got King Henrik stopping everything you throw at him. 39 saves was just insane. And it's it seemed like all the Rangers were just ready to play. Like I just said, like everyone's ready to make the playoffs, or they're fighting to make the except playoffs. Except the Bruins. Except the Bruins, who are just sitting there, kind of complacent and just not not really caring about results. Which I mean, at this point, it's getting close to on the outside I mean, looking and, in. But like, what kills us as well is that New you know New York has six power plays that night. Bruins have two, six power plays. Your special teams has been playing that great. Okay, they look like they look like the Patriots did against Denver that night when the freaking too ball soon. dropped. Too soon. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about the playoffs. I'm talking about regular season when Osweiler was still in. too soon. Fine, but you know what? Six power plays. You cannot give up that much time on the ice because you're losing your offensive momentum when you're giving up that much time on the ice. And they're lucky that it was only two power play goals for like. That, Lucky, it was, yeah. It, I mean, it could have yeah, been a two, heck of a lot worse. Just giving up two is pretty bad, but like it was it, ugly. It could have been, yeah. It could have been even worse. You're it, looking at it like, oh, that's a positive that they stopped four power plays there, but they still gave up two goals. So, well, you know what? If you lose five to two in New York, you come home for the one game in a nine game stretch. Like you need to win against Florida, and we lose four to one. Uh, uh, now, part of this falls in with Tukaras stop thirty two of thirty five. You know, Florida scores an empty netter when it comes to the end by Huberto. But the biggest momentum shift in that game comes in the th- in the third period when the Bruins don't get a goal called their way. And it was a six-minute replay, and you're sitting there, and it was conclusive as conclusive can be. And you know that when non-Bruins fans are commenting, saying that it's a goal, 
when you can clearly see on the freeze frame the puck is in Luongo's light pad behind Full, the net. Fully in the, like, fully. not even like half, Conclusive. not even questionable. I had friends who hate the Bruins. You know, like, that's the typical oh. thing that, like, it's kind of like the same thing with the Patriots. We're like, I'm not a Patriots fan, but you have to admit that Tom Brady's like one of the best of all time or whatever. It's funny when you hear, especially in hockey, where a lot of people just don't like the they Bruins. They hate the Bruins. We're despised, and, and I get that. If there's people saying, like, I hate the Bruins, but that was a goal, I don't know what, what they were thinking on that. I mean, I saw pictures. I saw everything you could have possibly seen on that. I mean, I, I mean, you know, sitting like with Nesson, I mean, for God's sakes, they had five angles on it. Yeah. You couldn't have gotten any more conclusive if you tried it. And Bergeron's reaction when they call it no goal, and he's just sitting there with his arms up going, what the heck? Yeah. You know, that says it all right there. It was, that it was is everything. Mind-boggling. It is ridiculous. That's all I can describe it as. I have one question, and if anyone from the National Hockey League listens to this podcast, please tweet me the answer at Boys of Being Town because I really want to know right now because I'm pissed off. Was Roger Goodell on vacation in Toronto that week? <laughs> was he exploring the NHL headquarters during that game? Was he on a tour? You know, did you invite him in for a specialty thing to show him how the replay works in the National Hockey League? Did you let him make the decision? Because that is some NFL style crap right there. And I'm not like- that is some Deflate Gate, Spy Gate style crap that you pulled in the Bruins Thursday night against Florida. And this has turned into a rant now. I, I'm, I'm just, so mad about this. And not to play like. I'm not, like, defending the refs in any way, but... You better I, not, because I will kick your butt I'm out saying, of the studio. And, like, yes, it was a momentum shift, but you can't blame it all on that one... Yes, like, you not, can. I don't think... You're, yes, you, you can. You lost by three goals. I know you can talk... Do you want to know why you can blame it on that? Because at that point, it's two to one. You count that goal in as two to two, the Bruins are back in, and the momentum shifts, because you're at TD Garden. And when that doesn't... I'm not done yet, so don't even open your damn mouth. <laughs> I can see you trying to get a word in right now. Don't even do it. But because that goal doesn't go in, it's now 2-1. to one. The Florida Panthers go on the power play because of a stupid move. They score a power play goal, 3-1. to one. Momentum's gone. You're on home ice. You're at TD Garden. You score that second goal, momentum has changed. But at the same time... You momentum look, has I, changed. I know, but at the same time, you can sit there and say, oh, because they didn't get the goal and the crowd was fired up and just... Typical Bostonians or people from New England. I mean, for they God's sake, they threw stuff on the ice. I know, but I'm saying you use that fire and it. You could have taken a lead there, or you could have just no, came you, back. But you can't, though. You know why? Because it's the fourth time in one week the Bruins got screwed. I, I'm just saying that you can't blame it all on that one. Like you, you could have. I blame come back a lot that. of that loss on that one goal being I, called back because you can blame, for the fourth time that week the Bruins got screwed out of a goal by the National Hockey League and you can it's blame become it a ritual now but you, and you can put all the blame you want on it but you can't I'm going to put blame, a lot of blame on it because I was put like everything on it that's no because I was like I'm going to put a lot because I'm texting my buddy and I'm like here we go again because it's gotten to that point now whenever it comes time for a replay you know the Bruins are getting you know what because the NHL is never going to give them a conclusive call. And that was an example of it. And you listen to Andy Berkeley on the game broadcast, and he's saying, this league is a joke. Well, you know what, National Hockey League? You're a joke. Because all you did was look like Roger Goodell and the NFL headquarters. That's what you looked like the other night on Thursday night. And I'm pretty sure the replay wasn't coming from Toronto. It was coming from Park Avenue in New York. And Roger Goodell was sitting there twiddling his thumbs saying, screw Boston, I'm going to get you this time. Because he couldn't get us with the Patriots, so he's getting us with the Bruins. That's the way it's all going down. Conspiracy theory. I'm going some Max Talbot 4,000 gold crap right here. Hey, that's still going to happen. It's never going to happen. There's still time. There's a couple games left. You never know. 
I'm not even going like, I'm not even going like to deem thousand, that with a response, but that's the Bruins like goal got game. screwed. And you know they got screwed when reporters and fans who hate the Bruins and who smack on them all the time and doing everything I can right now to swear in this microphone cuz I'm so mad and fired up about this. When you have people that are, just, they hate the Bruins and they're telling you, "Wow, that was a goal." That tells you something. I know and like you that can, tells you something. It's kind of like beating a dead bush at that, but like yeah, it's it not. should have been a goal. But like it's a I dead said, horse you got to keep beating. You you should be able to bounce back from that. Is all I'm saying. I, it but was a one goal is, game. Though, the is point. that the reason? And the reason I'm trying to explain this to you, and you're not getting it. It looks like. <laughs> but the reason they can't bounce back from that is because you're like, great, it happened again. This isn't like the first time. This is the first time this happened. You can be like, wow, screw the NHL. Let's bounce back and get this. But this is the fourth time in seven days that this has happened in the Bruins. It's to the point now where it's like, damn it, it's happening again. Well, like we can't do anything to beat this now. I'm, uh, and like, you've already lost five of six. I mean, no, four or five, I mean. But you're, you're already running a low streak. You have to win to keep playoff hopes alive. And you can't do that when your goals are getting called back by stupid refs. I'm just, it could, like, I see what you're saying. I'm not, like, disagreeing. It's just to play the other side, it should also light a fire under your butt and make you come out and say, <sighs> like, I guess screw the NHL and just say, let's play. Let's like, don't leave it up to the refs. Is how is that old kind of, I guess, I don't know, like phrase. I guess. I mean, that, I mean, at least thank God for Spooner for getting a damn goal, so the crowd has something to pay their money towards. Because yeah, I mean, saying, if, they, if there was no goal scored in that game, I'm going to the freaking box office and demanding a refund from the NHL because the NHL screwed the Bruins on that game. They screwed them all week long. Now the Bruins lost 6-7. and seven. You're in danger of not making playoffs because the race is so damn tight. I mean, it's like, what, two points separates us in Detroit? Three, maybe? Uh, hold on. Give me one Or second. It's like one to three. It's, it's a, a very, one point difference one point between difference. Philly and Detroit. No, no. I'm well, like, Philly and no, Philly No, 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 no. How many points do the Bruins have and how many points does Detroit have? 88 and 87. One point separates the Bruins from third place in the conference and no playoff hockey. And Philly has the upper hand here. They they played two less games and they're still down. And Detroit has a game in hand. Detroit has no, one they, more game on us too. They're they're tied seventy seven each. They still have a game in hand because of the schedule. They said. Either way, you are one point. One point separates you from not making playoffs. Think about that for one second. You had all the momentum in the world. You were five one and one, five one and two. I'm sorry. To start March. 5-0-2 to start March before California. We'll go with that. And then you go to California, you lose three games in a row. You come to New York, you get beat, your momentum's just gone. You're, you know, you're just, you're, you're, you can't find yourself out a paper bag here. You know, your momentum's gone. You get one game at home where you actually have 17,656 people cheering for you. Also, just to point this out, I was one game off with my prediction. I wish you weren't. I had said, I believe, 8 and 7, and I believe they finished 7 and 8, if I did my math right. Aren't you just spectacular? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. I think it was 6 and 8, actually. I think I was just pretty wrong. I think well, I said like you know, 8 and but, 6 or something. But it's like, you know, you lose all momentum there. With and some right key up. games coming up. So you know what? Now you take a five-game losing streak in Toronto. Saturday night in Toronto. I'm telling you right now, thank the Lord the Bruins won this game. Because if the Bruins don't win this game, you don't go to playoffs. That's just a fact of life that you don't make playoffs if you lose this game. Nor should you ever lose to Toronto. Ever. 
I mean, it just all worked out. And like I said, maybe it lit a fire under their butt. Not you're making me sound dumb here and yelling at me, but maybe no, because it, it didn't light a fire under the butt in the game. It lighted it afterwards because I think Club and Lugger went, guys. If you lose on Saturday, you're all going to play golf on April 9th. Not that that's a bad thing. Golf is pretty fun. Shut up. <laughs> golf is not a good thing during playoff hockey. I'd play golf during playoff hockey. You don't play professionally. Neither do the Bruins. Touche. Because they're not <laughs> playing professionally right now. 3-1 to one was the final in Toronto. Bergeron, Bolesky, and Char all netting one. Beautiful game for the Bruins in all aspects. Rass stops 25-26. Bernier stops 30-32. Thank God the Bruins went in. Thank God Chara scored a goal. <laughs> I mean, for the first time in 26 games, the old captain who I've been preaching to retire, I've been praying to God that he'll just hand the jersey up and give it to Bergeron. Give him the C. Thank God he finally puts one in the net. Because I mean, if he doesn't, I'm starting to lose hope. But luckily, I, luckily the captain was there to kind of end this all. Because who knows what would happen if Zidane Chara doesn't score that goal. That I mean, it's that, like... In crunch time, we know the Bruins have just been struggling completely. At that point, it would have been, what, a tied game, I believe? Yeah. And uh, it, <laughs> I just don't want to see what happens in close game with Toronto, who really has nothing to lose. They're just fighting for the sake of fighting. And, I mean, you look at it, like, in crunch time, that's where Toronto would come out and bite you in the butt. If Toronto beat us on Saturday, I'm pretty sure there would have been a riot in front of TD Garden. You probably would have quit the podcast. I, I would not have quit the podcast, <laughs> but there this podcast would be rated explicit on iTunes, and I'm pretty sure WEBN would never let us podcast again because I would have gone off that handle. I would have loved – I would pay to see that. Uh, maybe I'll do an X-rated podcast after because it'll <laughs> be – X-rated? It'll be bad. Do you, know, do you know what X-rated means? Oh, it's going to be some bad language. It's going to be words you never even heard uh, of before. I know, but like there's – I'm pretty sure that would just be rated R, would it not? X-rated oh, is... Oh, no, no, no. There's X, bad enough language for X, X-rated. Are you going to be naked during this podcast? You never know. Okay, I might just flip with the handle That's where strip. the X-rated comes okay, in. Okay, we're going to move on to the X-rated <laughs> podcast here. My lord. 3-1 to one in Toronto. Like we said, Krejci, Bergeron, Char, your top three stars of the game. All well-deserving. Bergeron, a goal, two shots. Char has five hits and a goal. Uh, Krejci has two assists and four shots. I mean, you know, Krejci and Char once again lean the time on ice. Power play were two for four, thank God. I mean, how many, like, don't you remember back in November when we were like, we had the greatest power play in the National Hockey League. Yeah, that's We're in first place with 27%. Guess what? Eighth place. This is literally, I was thinking about this before the podcast, it's been such a roller coaster of emotions, Ugh. of, like, results. A crappy everything. roller coaster. It's, you look at all these streaks that they had, they would go winning streak, losing streak, like, everything. You look at people peaking at just weird times and then dropping off. I haven't heard much from Brad Marchand the past couple weeks, and we were raving about, oh, my God. He's, I'm pretty sure he, like, you know, I uh, met Snow Miser. You know, like, he's Mr. Snow. Pew! That's it. Done playing hockey. You're over with. You know, but for the Bruins, Good at least one. 40. <laughs> thank you. 43 sh- uh, hits on the uh, uh, Maple Leafs that night. 33 shots. You're putting shots in net. You're hard hitting team. All in all. Good balance. Good that's balance. That's the biggest thing. And it was like, it was one of those things where you go into the second period down one nothing, And I texted my buddy Brian. And I was like, here we go. Here we go. Toronto scores with three minutes left in the first. Momentum's in their favor. I'm like, crap. The wheels are coming off There's, the bus. Like, the wheels are off the bus. The wheels are <laughs> off the damn plane. Like, the, the engines are sitting on the tarmac and the plane's at the gate. It's one of those things. You know, nothing's going right. And even, you know, you look at, you know, Jack Edwards and he tweets out. He's like, it's, it's gut check time. You damn well there's gut check time. Because if you go in the third period down one nothing, it's a loss. 
The Bruins aren't coming back from that one. And yeah, luckily, <laughs> luckily they bounced back in just perfect fashion. Like I said, good oh. balance of everything. It's I wish they could keep it up for the next. How many games are there? Like five or six? There's five. Yeah, St. And, Louis, Chicago, and you come back home for three. Yeah, and if they can keep that up, I mean, obviously they couldn't keep it up against uh, New Jersey, which we'll get to in a little bit. <laughs> no, let's get to that right now. Oh, oh. Let's talk last night in New Jersey at the Prudential Center. If you haven't watched this game, just listen to us in the next 10 minutes, because uh, I'll tell you right now, we're going to tell it all to you. This is where I texted Josh late last night. because I, Which I didn't get to this morning. I'm yeah, sorry. The Boston Globe had tweeted it out, and I, it was just horrible. Ugly. Was, I think it literally was just like... Bruins have 40 shots to New Jersey's 15, lose 2-1, to one, or something like It was something that basic, and I texted you saying, this is going to be a fun podcast. Shot for totals. This, for this very reason. First period, Bruins 11, New Jersey 8. Second period, Bruins 13, New Jersey 4. Third period, Bruins 16, New Jersey 3. Guess when the goals were scored? First and third period. Of three shots, three shots in the third period, and one of them goes in. Rask stops... 13 of 15. Horrible. <laughs> That's an 867 save percentage. I mean, Tuca, what the hell are you doing? Are you awake? Did you not? Like, did you forget your brain and your pads in Boston? I could have shipped them to you overnight. With I would have FedExed them. On the flip side, you got Keith Kincaid, or I think that's how you pronounce it. Playing out of his damn yeah, mind. They just switched roll 39 saves on 40 shots. It A was... Tuca performance from Keith Kincaid last night. He, yeah. I mean, I will give him all the credit in the damn world. He Stood had on his head. He had every answer that the Boston Bruins could throw at him. He had every answer to what the Bruins were doing. Good on him. Because he played out of his damn mind, and it showed, and he deserved the win he got. Because he beat us fair and square. Once again, your special teams letting you down like the Pats in December. I mean, Ouch. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's, it's true. <laughs> you know, you let two power play goals. Two! If your power play can bite the damn bullet for four minutes of hockey. Four. Four minutes of hockey, that's it. In four minutes, it would take me to walk from the studio Back to my room. Four minutes is all you have to do is hold off, and you can't even do that. It was horrible. I like I was mainly excited for this podcast solely because of this game, and I, you ranted a little longer on on Florida because I'm pissed about Florida. I, I'm I, pissed about New Jersey too. I, I was expecting more anger out of this New Jersey rant. I think Brad Marchand scores a goal. That's the finally. only thing keeping me sane. But I mean, you put forty shots on net, guys, and I'm going to preach to you what I've heard from Wayne Gretzky. It doesn't work if your shot is directly in the chest of the goaltender. My brother could sit in net and stop 40 shots from the Boston Bruins if they were all at his chest. If you're not making Kincaid work, you're never going to score. We learned this last night. It is not a difficult process. We learned this earlier in the like we always used to talk about. For it God's sakes, the they learned this in the Ontario Hockey League. Yeah, where you're just throwing shots on net, hope and this is pre Providence Bruins right now. And like I always like, yeah, it's good to get these shots on net. It for it creates rebounds, it just creates nice scoring chances, but like if you can't capitalize on it and you're just throwing pucks for the sake of throwing pucks, it doesn't work. Exactly. Like you it, can't put shots. On a goaltender, I don't know if there was a damn magnet in Kincaid's chest last night and there was a magnet in the puck, but you need to make the goaltender work. And there were some shots that Kincaid had to work. But if you're doing that for five or ten shots where he's on his head, do it for 40. 
40 shots means nothing if it's a slap shot from the blue line that he can track for five seconds. Yeah, it was literally, I'd say, worst game of the season. One of the worst. I would say the worst. Just the stat line yeah. of you outshot them 40 to 15 more than and a you two to still one. lost. More than a 2 to 1 ratio there. More. Yeah, literally over Dude. two shots. For... Almost 3 to 1. Yeah. A 3 to 1 ratio would be 45 to 15. Almost a 3 to 1 ratio where you outshoot the New Jersey, New Jersey Devils, but your power play kills you. And you know what it reminds penalty me kill. of? Penalty kill. The penalty, penalty kill. kill. And, I mean, the power play, too, because, we I mean, you still got to capitalize on your power play opportunities, too. We haven't been doing that at all in the past couple weeks. But it reminds you of past years where we had this conversation every year. Every freaking year for Bruins fans, the same thing happens. We talk about how crappy the penalty kill is, how crappy the power play is, and how it's killed us. And beginning of the year until, like, December, we didn't have that issue. We could focus on playing because we were playing great. And now it's right back to where we were before. We are right back in the same damn boat that we were in the past 10 years. This is, these are just some fun stats. Let's I, hear it. I'm down for the stats. The Bruins have scored 10 goals on 238 shots. That's 4% basically in the last uh, seven games. On power plays, 2 for 19. In the last seven games. In the last seven games. And three of the goals in every power play goal were against Toronto. Wow. <laughs> like, horrible. I mean, you so seven games. That's a 3-2 loss against Anna, uh, San Jose. 4 nothing loss against Anaheim. 2-1 loss against Los Angeles. 5-2 loss against New York. 4-1 loss against Florida. 3-1 win against Toronto. 2-1 loss against New Jersey. Just something's not working. Like, at that point... Something's not working, Claude. Seven games. you got to realize, like, I mean, we for, need some changes. <laughs> you know, you have Erickson the third line being the center last night. Yeah. because And he puts him on the third line because of his hockey knowledge. Something's not clicking. You know, you have momentum. You're 5-0-2 going to California. You're riding the hottest streak of the year. You're untouchable. You are damn near untouchable. And then you go to California and pull the stupid crap. And you blow your momentum and you blow everything else. Something is not clicking for this team. And if they if they do make the playoffs, it used to be That's like a we big saying, if. It used to be like, oh, when they make the playoffs, oh whatever. If they make the playoffs and they continue with this just offensive just I don't even know, like struggle, I guess. Just complete like Collapse. Collapse. That's a good word. Struggle's for it. not even a good word for it. Because struggle is like you're playing on the edge. Yeah. You're teetering on the edge of the cliff, you're hanging by the axle. They, and you they don't jumped even know. off the cliff. Oh, they did more than jump off the cliff. They did like backflips off of it. They're like they went to the top of the Prue and decided with a bungee cord. Yeah, yeah, and wow, the bungee that's... cord just isn't coming up as fast as they wanted to. That's a weird image, but well, way, I mean, you... not to kill them jumping <laughs> off a cliff because I don't want them dead, but I mean, like you know, you went to the top of the Prue, jumped off of the bungee cord, hoping you bounce right back up. Guess what? You haven't. Yeah, and like I said, it, going into the playoffs, if you continue with this, like that's a that's a sweep right there. Like you're not winning any games. Nothing's nothing's going your way. And you're playing hockey in a couple, or uh, playing golf in a couple weeks. Yeah. Maybe you'll I mean, see me on the course. You know what? Let's do a little flashback Friday, throwback Thursday, way back Wednesday. That's what we're going to do right now. Because how many people out there does this year remind you of? Are we talking about 2013? Every year before and last year. <laughs> Let's talk about last year to start off. I mean, you do the same thing last year. You blow it in the final three weeks. You had a monumental collapse to the point where I was in a 
flipping radio journalism class. And I'm like, you know, talking to my co-host, and I'm like, do they make the playoffs? I don't know. Maybe. And you didn't. You missed out because you sucked. But and I, you blew in the last three weeks. At the same time, like on the positive side, you look at I think it was 2013 was the year where they had that late season collapse. And like we always talk about the comeback against Toronto and everything just started going their way. But you can't rely on that. Like seeding is going to be a huge thing in this year's playoffs. I know teams are very equal. And like you could say, seeding won't matter. But at this point, Bruins could be an eight seed. And that would that would end their trip right away. Like, oh, not, they'd be down to the first round. They're not. <laughs> they're not five game past series. Washington five game series against the Capitals. Well, let's see. I'm gonna think of five things that are no, more it's fun. Seven games. It's a five game series. First round of playoffs is a five game series. Then it goes. I think to you're seven. talking about baseball. No, because the the Toronto series was seven games. Yeah, but that was not the first round. The first round was Philly that year, and it's five. I don't think it is. Hold Fine. On. Even if it's seven. How many? If it's five, I'm thinking of five things better than playing the Washington Capitals. And if it's seven, I'm going to think of seven things better than playing the Washington Capitals. That's the point I'm at right now. Because if you're an eight seed, it's going to be ugly. Yeah. And the it's, eight seed is literally just, hey, you get to play a couple more games this year. It's literally like <laughs> your golf clubs are still being clean. We'll get them to you in three days. Yeah. Exactly. That's what the eight seed works out to be. So you know what? Five things better than playing the Washington Capitals in the first round of the playoffs. A root canal. Ouch. Breaking your hip. Ouch. Getting attacked by a shark. Falling out of an airplane without a parachute. Eating Brussels sprouts. Failing a test. (laughs) You just listed off everything. Failing a class so I don't graduate. That's even better than playing the Washington Capitals in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, And I can't Breaking my jaw on a puck on a slap shot. All right, we're getting extreme here. We're done. Getting hit in the groin with a slap shot. We're done with it. We're done. These are bad images. Okay, yeah, but they're all things better than playing Washington because you know what? Washington is the quickest three or four games you've ever played in your entire life. they got to make it there first. That's all I'm going to say. No, I didn't want to think about it. That's where we're going to end that conversation. We're going to end that conversation right here, right now. Can we transition to a positive? Let's transition to a positive. Jimmy Vesey has told the National Predators he does not want to come play for them. He will not go play for them. And in August, he's testing free agency. And we all know where he's coming. The local boy. The The local local boy is coming to the local team. He's going to pack the can to have it he had. Once he packs his car, he's going to come over to the Beantown boys and, you know, Talk to us, and he's gonna go play for the Bruins, and everything's gonna be good in the world because you know what? The kid has 144 points in his career at Harvard. It, yeah, this kid is. I didn't know too much about him before today. Freshman year, 11 goals, eight, uh, seven assists. Sophomore year, 13 goals, nine assists. Eh, okay, not great numbers. 18, 22 points. Junior year, 32 goals, 26 assists in 37 games. Whoa, yeah. 33 games this year, 24 goals, 22 assists. I mean, 144 points your career at Harvard. The kid can play. I'm not even going to remotely try and tell you differently. The kid can play out of his damn mind. And a leader. Captain. Captain at Harvard. Just every, overall, it looks like great great numbers, great leadership. I mean, he's great a 22-year-old left winger from North Reading, Massachusetts, so I think he's a local boy. Dad a, went to Merrimack. He's a lefty. He's 194, so he's got a little bit of weight to throw around. He can beef up even more when he gets here. He's going to be, and I remember there was a nice quote today talking about how he will be a 20 to 30 goal scorer for this team for years yeah. to come And that's, once he gets to the show. That's the one promising thing is you look at all the youth on this roster, and I know like 
it's, it seems like a lot of teams in New England are just on that rebuilding phase and still like kind of teetering on playoff caliber. But you look at some of the youth. I mean, Tory Krug, I'm still going to consider youth. I mean, he's kind of getting up there, but like still prime time. You look at a guy like uh, Akari. You look at guys like Vetrano, and then you look at if a guy like Vesey comes. The the future for this team is bright. Years down the road. Yeah. But, like, you have to make playoffs this year. This team is not a Stanley Cup contender. We will not be talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs in June. I can guarantee you that unless an atom bomb drops in the entire league and kills everybody. You're getting really dark today. We will just not be <laughs> making the, play- the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like, we will not be in the Stanley Cup finals. If we're in the Stanley Cup finals, I will parachute off the Prudential building and go to jail for it. Like voluntarily, you're still you're very very. I said parachute. Right I know, but I'm saying you're just angry right now. I am angry. It's you been need a to horrible think about week. The positives. No, Vessi wants to come to Boston. Fine, the, that's the one positive. Let's look at the negatives again. Uh, the 24th, the Bruins put out a blog. Frustration mounting for the Bruins, but panic is not. If I'm the Bruins, panic is definitely starting to mount. You have seven games to go. You are ahead of not making playoffs by one point, and St. Louis. Is 11-0-2 in their last 13 games. This is a rough stretch. It's going to be I, We've ugly. been dreading this since. We were dreading it before this losing streak. I will, I will consider this game a win on Friday if the Bruins lose by less than six. Wow. <laughs> because knowing Claude, he's starting Gustafson in net. The, the big game I'm worried about is that Detroit game. That's all, that's all I'm kind of focused on as long as they can kind of keep How it How about balanced. Chicago. A matinee. I'm not worried about that because I'm just counting that as a loss. Oh my god, a matinee in Chicago. Forget it. But the matinee in Ottawa or at home against Ottawa will be a tough one too. Yeah, and the season weird games. And like the season could come down to that one game. Yeah, that is the scary part. Not even playoff seating, but making the playoffs could come down to that Detroit game, especially, but especially that Ottawa game. Bergeron, it's about getting results. Great quote. Yeah. Guess what? Get results. Figure out what the heck you're doing wrong. You've had so much time to do it. Six or seven have been losses, so you must know by now what is not going on in that clubhouse. I, I mean, I can't even begin to fathom what's going on in that clubhouse. It's like you know, like socks. just eating some chicken and drinking some beer. Yeah. I mean, for gosh sakes, at least you're not John Farrell dating the damn reporters when you're not in the field. Hey, that's okay. That's his personal life. Hey, this is still an ugly land across, and Red Sox people do it all the time, apparently. But still, get results, Bergeron. Get results. We need them. Looking at the injury rosters for the Bruins right now, Ryan Spooner is out with an undisclosed injury. Is questionable to play Friday. John Michael Lyles has a lower body injury. He did not travel to New Jersey to play. Ouch. Uh, leg injury right now for Chris Kelly. We talk about that every freaking week. He's skating. Great. He'll come back, hopefully. Austin Sarznik and Seth Griffith were recalled from Providence on an emergency basis, so you know that somebody's hurt. Lyle, some, some more, some more youth there, though. That you got youth and inexperience. Think of the positives. You got think some the youth po- there, youth, ready to come up. Positive, inexperience, not so much. And right now, if you turn into the uh, Snapchat for the Bruins, they are at the cuts for a cause. Everyone's smiling for once on a good note. It's though. a it's a good charity event for the night. It really is. I'm not gonna. Bash him on doing the cuts for a cause because it's a really you nice. Better not. <laughs> it's a no. It's a nice charity night. They're raising a lot of money for good people, and I'm glad. And you know what? It's a distraction that this team needs right now. They need something with a bunch of smiling little kids to motivate you know, them, just to be like, these are the people who you play for. And damn it, if you're gonna not make playoffs and ruin their hopes and dreams, do not crush the kids' dreams, Bruins. 
<laughs> do not crush their dreams. On that note. Little Jimmy goes to bed at night hoping for a Stanley Cup. You better be able to deliver it. He won't. Because you know what? If LA wins the Stanley Cup, does New Englanders no good. We can't go to Manchester and get a photo with it next year because they moved. But if you win the Stanley Cup, we can go to Providence and take a photo with it. And that means a lot. We got to hold the Super Bowl trophy. We did. Well, we went. We went and held the Vince Lombardi. That's a bit. That's a bit more important to me. Okay, but you know what? <laughs> For me, touching the Stanley Cup, I'd probably just never wash my hands again. I'd probably also kiss the Stanley Cup and lick it. Just say I did. I mean, you did kiss the Super Bowl trophy. I did, and I probably licked the Stanley Cup to say I did it. That's weird. Now we're getting funky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is where the X-rated comes in. That's it. All right. Before <laughs> we get into X-rated and really bad, I'm done ranting. How about you? It's, it's just been a bad week, I think. I'm, I'm trying to focus on the positives. We got a lot going on. By next Wednesday, you're, this podcast. You're the bad cop. I'm the good cop. By next Wednesday, this podcast can be very ugly. We could be talking about. We might be our favorite. I think by next week, if the Bruins are not in the playoff picture. I'm going to bring in a list of my favorite golf courses to go golfing at in New Hampshire, and we're going to talk about places where we can meet the Bruins players because that's what they'll be golfing. But that's going to do it for us at the Boys of Beantown. If you have any topics you want to discuss, tweet us at the Boys of Beantown. Correction, at Boys of Beantown. And you can send us an email to boysofbeantowngmail.com. As always, find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, and iTunes. I'm Joshua Powers, and I'm just miserable with this hockey team. I'm Austin Bumpus, and I'm focusing on the positives. Let's go, Bruins. <laughs> One more week of hockey determines the year for us. Tune in next week for more Bruins news and updates.